This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hey, it's Chris Kirkpatrick, and welcome to the Executive Job Search Secrets Podcast. And for this episode, we're going to be talking about the need to modernize your job search. We all know most executive level positions are not posted or advertised. So the big question is this, if those 100K plus jobs are not posted or advertised, how do you go about your job search in a way so you can find the right companies, connect with the right people, and land your next ideal opportunity as quickly as possible and without compromise? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Chris Kirkpatrick, and welcome to Executive Job Search Secrets. So let me ask you a question. If what you thought to be true about your executive job search turned out not to be true, when would you want to know? Now, I know that sounds like a bold statement or a challenge, uh, but I can tell you with the people that I talk to every single day, um, this is this area of modernizing your job search is super important. I mean, think about what's going on around us. We have the invention of iPhones. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm looking back here. I still remember when iPhones came out you know, up until I would say probably the iPhone 4 or 5, technology wasn't really up to speed. Yes, there was, you know, you had mobile access to the internet and apps and so on and so forth. But until the iPhone 4 or 5, which was, I think, I'm going to go out on a limb and say 2012 or so, maybe 13 or 14, it, it really wasn't, um, technology wasn't where it needed to be to allow people to have the ease, the access, the technology, uh, you know, with social media, the way that everything integrated, and ultimately the bridges that were created utilizing technology, connecting people with people, uh, you know, wasn't where it needed to be uh, to be effective. But here's the bottom line. It's all changed, and it's all changed so drastically. If it's been more than five years, I'll say, maybe five, six, seven years, since you've looked for a job last, you're, you're, you're in for... Uh, I'm not going to say a treat, you're in for, let's just say, a huge awakening that things are not the same now. Um, you know, one of my favorite quotes of all time is, what got you here is not going to get you where you want to go. That, that rings true for everything in life. You know, it's, it's uh, we're always, I hope, we're all striving. I know for me personally, I'm always striving to get better, to add more value, to push myself uh, into my areas that I'm not comfortable and, and, and through that process, you know, we, we, we're just trying to get better. Um, but in order for me to reach new levels, I can't keep doing what I did to get to where, uh, I am now, right. That you got to constantly push yourself. And so I'm not sure if you think about things like that or not. Um, but I, w- I would encourage you that your, your job search here is no different. And the reason I call this, you need to, uh, this podcast episode, and I want to talk about it in this context, is the necessity to modernize your job search is simply because the world around us has changed. Technology has changed. LinkedIn has, has connected people. Other social media platforms have connected people. Um, different jobs are used, or different companies are using uh, you know, different technologies uh, to recruit people to find talent. Um, you know, this, people are more and more connected uh, through smartphones and, and the use of their, their devices that we have on us all the time. The average person, the average executive spends about eight hours of screen time on their phone every single day. And so what does that tell you? You know, it used to be that 
the bridge to the opportunity was recruiters and headhunters because there was no LinkedIn. There was no technology that made it accessible, made those opportunities uh, accessible for people. I mean, I say it all the time. You've probably heard me say this, uh, that most of the jobs you're looking for are not going to be posted or advertised. So what does that mean? That means you have to go out and find those opportunities in a private market, in the unpublicized market, meaning people hire people. And the only way you're going to find opportunity is through another individual. Uh, and so what you need to do, and I'm not going to go down this road, but I'll get, you know, I talk about it in a lot of other podcast episodes and, and, you know, I'm, I'm writing about it in my book and I'm doing all these different things. But what, what you need to do is you need to build your brand. You need to focus on building your brand. You need to, you know, get that brand exposure. Just like you got to think about how would a company sell a product and you got to follow that process. And you are a company of one, you're a business of one, and you got to sell your product in the marketplace. Uh, and you got to know how to sell yourself like, like a marketing team would sell that market, you know, sell that product. And so that's ultimately what you have to do. And so just like companies are utilizing social media and other technologies online to sell products, you have to do the same thing. But now when you look at it from the other way around, there's, it's never been easier to find opportunity to discover companies that you would never have been able to find before. You have access to different technology that can, that can find companies. You have access to different technology that can connect you with the decision makers inside those companies. And ultimately, it's just a matter of having a process to, to get there. But the reason, I want to talk about some statistics here. And I want to talk about just a little bit of history. And, and, and maybe it's challenging to you. Maybe I'm, I'm looking to challenge you. Or maybe this will just ring true to you and it's not really a challenge. But I want to just kind of walk through what I find most people struggle with when they enter their job search. You know, the, um, the concept that we know most jobs aren't posted or advertised, right? So we know we need to go out there and connect with people. So let's talk about, I call, kind of call old school versus new school way of finding or getting an executive position. Now, if you think about this, let's, let's just go through the old school way of looking for an executive position. What you would do is you would type up your resume. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go real old school here, probably like the '80s, early '90s, right? And and it'll make sense. And it's obviously evolved significantly, but I think a lot of people still do this. You type up your resume. You take it to a print shop, or maybe you just print it at home. Uh, you know, you get a hundred copies made. You read the job ads in the newspaper, uh, or or even if you go back to the late '90s or mid 2000s, you look at job boards. Um, and you, you submit your resume to them, you reply to those job ads, uh, you, you hear back from a couple of those employers that you wrote to or submitted your posting to. If you, you, know, if you submitted to, let's say 50 to 100, you might hear back from three to six-ish in that range. You got one or two uh, job interviews out of those for any given role, you got a job offer and you got hired, right? It was that simple. The, the market was much more regional um, you know, it was, it was, there were, there were not all these national job postings the way that, that way that it is now. Um, one of the, one of the key, I think, things to understand at the executive level, when you're talking $150,000 and up in income, uh, especially for leadership level positions, I don't know if you know this or not, but I, I read this article the other day and it actually surprised me. I mean, I kind of knew it to be true, um, but it, it did surprise me a bit. And that was about 70% 
of all leadership positions are hired from medium to small businesses, not the large companies, not the Googles, the Facebooks, the Amazons, uh, the, you know, the GEs, uh, the, the large companies, you know, the, the Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 companies of the world. You're talking about small to medium-sized businesses. That's where most of the opportunity is. And so if you think about it, those are not the companies that are, that are putting out national ads. And so, you know, that trend I don't think has changed very much. Maybe it has a little bit. I mean, I haven't done quite frankly, honestly, the, the research on what it was like 30 years ago in that regards. But, but the reality is right now, most of the opportunity exists in the small to medium-sized business market right now. And if that's the case, those are the organizations that are not going to be using your recruiters, headhunters, um, you know, they're not going to have the big job postings. They're going to rely on their network. They're going to rely on, on, on their talent to go out and find people, right? So they're looking for you right now. And so if we know that those jobs aren't posted or advertised and, and that's where most of the opportunity exists, then why would we do anything that wasn't focused on, uh, on getting in front of them, right? I mean, that's where the majority of the opportunity is. We don't want to spend 70, 80, 90, even close to 100% of our time outside of that market if that's where the majority of the opportunity exists, right? So I think it's key to understand that a huge percentage of the opportunity exists in this small to medium-sized market, but it's also key that to understand that I think that has a lot to do with why 70 to 90% of the job executive jobs are never posted or advertised instead they exist in what we call this hidden market and as i said the hidden market is just a fancy way of saying you know that people are hiring through private networks and people so it's important to understand that when you're looking for a new executive position you want to avoid this open market this you know the the public domain if you will uh, simply because when you're when you're focusing on the public domain i'm not saying ignore it altogether but we know that only between 10 and 30 percent of the opportunity you're looking for is going to exist there, right? So if that's the case, why do we why do we want to spend the majority of our time focused on 10 to 30% of the opportunity? It just it really makes no sense at all, right? So that that's a that's a big thing to understand. Now, the next part about this um, is technology has completely changed, right? When you submit your resume to a job posting, or uh, a wanted ad or anything of that nature, chances are they're using ATS software. And technology, quite frankly, has made it harder and harder and harder for you to get past these computerized gate- gatekeepers, if you will, um, because they're, they're, the bottom line is they view your resume as a weeding out tool. They're not looking at it to try to justify or validate why they should give you a call. They're ultimately, because they're getting hundreds and hundreds of resumes, for every single posting, they're looking at your resume as a way to weed you out. And if your resume doesn't have all the perfect keywords and if it's not perfectly optimized for that computerized perspective, it's not even going to get looked at by a human being and you're, and you're not going to have a shot, right? So, you know, unfortunately, this is, this is what it's come down to. You know, this is what most people do. They go online, they look for things and they look for uh, job openings. They fill out an employment questionnaire online, and if you make it past the first screen, uh, you may be asked to take a few personality profiles. 
you know, or maybe some tests to see if you will, uh, you know, quote unquote, fit with the rest of the team. Now, once you're past that, there'll be a couple more requests for personal information, maybe a background check and more delays. And you'll have to go through all this before you ever have contact with a human being by phone or by email, right? So like all this is completely automated. That's if you get your resume through the ATS in the first place. So it's, it's absolutely crazy at the leadership level how dehumanized it is. And that's what you set yourself up for. And it's a really frustrating process if you go the traditional route and do it like most people are doing. And that's why now more than ever, who you know, not what you know, is what's going to actually determine if you get the job or not, right? Ultimately, the bottom line is, if you think about the process, let's just go through the hiring process. And you've probably gone through this yourself. When you have an opportunity that opens up or that opened up in the past, the first thing you thought to yourself was, who do I know that would be a good fit for this position? The second thing that you think about is, who do I know that knows somebody that would be a good fit for this position, right? And, and the bottom line is, that's where good candidates come from, right? If that doesn't work, if you exhaust your network and your network's network, then and only then is where you start reaching out and looking for quality candidates online. Because think about it this way. You trust, when, when you're dealing with your network, you trust them. You've had experience with them. You've probably worked with them before. When you're dealing with your network's network, you're dealing with somebody that you know somebody close to you that you trust, trusts themselves, right? And we all know that recommendations are one of the best ways to do business. And so it's no different when it comes to the job search environment, right? And at the end of the day, what we see is, you know, what, what after you go through your network and exhaust your resources and your network's network, that's where about, you know, 10 to 15, 20, 25, 30%, depending on, on the situation, that's where about the, that percent of opportunities break through or kind of make it through and they'll hit headhunters, they'll hit recruiters, they'll hit job boards. Because think about it this way, why would, why would a small business owner that probably doesn't, doesn't have a huge uh, budget to go out there and deal with this, um, why would they go out and want to pay a recruiter a 25 to 30% placement fee on top of whatever your financial package is going to be if they can go out and do it on your on their own, they, they they're not going to want to spend that money. If you're going out there making a two hundred thousand dollar salary, that small business, medium sized business, is not going to want to pay a fifty thousand dollar to sixty thousand dollar check to a recruiter just to have you come in, right? There's a lot more risk. Now, on the flip side of that, for you, I'm not saying don't work with recruiters because recruiters absolutely play their role uh, when you find the right recruiter. The problem is when you work with recruiters, you have to understand that you already know that that company, especially this small to medium-sized businesses, a lot of times because they have that expectation that they're going to cut a check to a recruiter for this amount of money, there's not as much uh, room to give you the salary or the financial package that you're looking for. That does cut into your financial package. So at the end of the day, when given the two options of, of hiring from either a recommendation or through a job board or a recruiter, CEOs would hire from a recommendation almost every single time. Now, what does this mean? This means the effective way to search, and this may not be what you want to necessarily hear, but the effective way to search is to spend at least 80% of your time focused on networking, cultivating relationships, building your brand online, reaching out to influencers and key decision makers, and 
I know it can be a little more challenging to begin with, but once you create that critical mass and you get everything going and create momentum, I promise you it's where you're going to find the fastest results. The, the, the challenge is it can be so overwhelming and it's a bit outside of a lot of people's comfort zones, especially we work with a lot of IT people. I work with a lot of engineers, uh, a lot of people that aren't the sales type person mentality, so they're not uh, so into that networking mindset and, and it's not necessarily your strength or your comfort zone. That's that's the person that I find kind of struggles with that the most um, is getting started because they don't know what to say. They don't know, you know, the, there's a lot of elements to that. If I go down that rabbit hole, it'll be a whole nother episode. So I'm not going to go there for this right now, but, but you get it. That's where the results come from is ultimately uh, spending that time networking connecting with influencers, really building your brand, getting getting your brand out there and in front of people. And to do this, you have to change your mindset around job hunting. And, and I always kind of tell people, stop thinking about your job search. If you want to find a job, you probably have heard me say this before. If you want to find a job, you need to stop looking for a job. You need to stop thinking about job hunting and start thinking about job campaigning. Think about it more like a politician campaigning for office then, uh, then, you know, uh, then I don't know, then going out and just looking for a job and just going to your network and telling them, uh, that, you know, you have a, a resume, you're look, you're currently in the market and let them know if you let you, you know, keep you in mind if you haven't, if they hear of any opportunity that comes open, that's a big thing. And when I say job campaigning, I'm talking, kind of think about it like farming, right? Uh, when, when you're farming, you got to go out, you got to network, you got to plant seeds. It's more farming. You know, you, you know, when you plant that seed strategically, it's not going to create immediate results for you, right? You're going to have to go out, you're going to plant those seeds. You're going to have to, uh, network that's planting the seeds is networking. You're going to have to go out and water those seeds, meaning you're going to have to follow up with people and ultimately the crops will grow. And when it happens and the more diligent you are with that and the more, sunlight you put on that, the more water you put on it, the more fertilizer you put on those seeds and the more work you put into it. When you put enough focused energy on on sowing and networking rather than just looking for a job, you are going to make connections with amazing people. Your brand is going to get out there. People are going to know who you are. You're going to be seen as an expert in the marketplace and you're going to be seen as the asset that you actually are. Now, this is where this was never doable before. I don't know if you are... are are really picking up kind of where I'm coming from for this is like, I know I, I talked about the importance of modernizing your job search. And now I'm talking about all this networking and uh, you know, all this job sewing and job campaigning. But the bottom line is you are able to do this now because of technology. And if you modernize your search, you're able to do this on a level that you were never able to do before. That's the reality here. You could never go out and connect with people like this. Yeah, you could do it with your own network, but now outside of your own network, it's made it infinitely easier to expand your network, to connect with a cold network and with new people. And it's all about timing and chemistry, right? As you do this, as you sow, as you plant, as you water, as you fertilize, as you connect with people in your market, uh, as, as your network expands, it's all about timing and chemistry. You need to have both. If you have the right timing, but no chemistry, it doesn't work. If you have great chemistry, but the timing is bad, 
it doesn't work, right? So when the right opportunity unveils itself, you need to make sure you're ready. And you know, this is the best way to make it happen. I see it happen every single week where people have opportunity uncovered in front of them uh, because of somebody knew that they met by following these strategies that I'm talking about. Now, while I know all that sounds pretty straightforward maybe for some people and maybe sounds challenging for others, it's not enough to just kind of hear the words and go through the process. You know, even people that understand it, I find a lot of people fail. A lot of job searches fail or struggle or take way longer than they should. Um, so it's important to internalize at the beginning of your search or, or wherever you are right now that this is, this is probably going to be harder than you think, especially if you're one of the many executives who've never had to find a job because you've always, they've always seemed to find you. I see that all the time. So many people are like, I've never had to look for a job before. That, you know, my network's always reached out to me. I've always you know, been kind of sought after, and now I'm finding myself having to look for a job after being uh, a professional for 25, 30 years. I'm having to look for a job for the first time in my career. And I know when that's the case, it can be uncomfortable, fears creep in, you can be, uh, it can be a bit embarrassing for people. Uh, it shouldn't be, but I, I certainly hear that all the time, that it, that it is embarrassing and people are used to being the person, you know, executives are used to being the person that people come to for help and you're not comfortable reaching out to people for help, right? And, and so ultimately, that's why people struggle. That's one of the reasons that I'm writing the book and finishing the book that I'm writing is because that's you know, is, is walking people through the process on, on how to get past all the head trash that, that we all have. Let's face it, we all have our own head trash. Everybody does. There's not a person alive that doesn't have some of it. But you need to push through it and get over it and, and move on through it anyway. And you need to make sure that you understand that you are a multi-million dollar product in the marketplace. Your job search is not about looking for a job, as I said. It's about that networking, that job sewing, that campaigning but you gotta look at yourself as a multi-million dollar product that you're selling in the marketplace, right? And you're, pro you're promoting a precious commodity and that commodity is your very valuable human capital, right? And if you wanna have a successful executive job search, you gotta remove your emotion and create a strategic search plan that'll enable you to market your valuable human capital to the people who, you, who can give you the position that you want. However, before you create your strategic plan, you need to change the way you think about what that plan should include, and that's where people make the huge error. They're not looking at their job search from a modernized perspective. They're operating like it's 2005 or 2010 even and earlier, and much of what you think to be true about an executive job search, about what it takes to be successful for your executive job search is, in fact, not true at all. So that's what I want to convey here, and I hopefully... I know uh, I kind of went all over the map because this, it quite frankly, this encompassed a lot of different uh, elements of your job search um, and, and just uh, there's, there's so many layers to this topic. Uh, it was hard for me to kind of put it all into one, one podcast without going too long, but, but the bottom line is I hope it makes sense. Uh, if you have any questions about um, any of this about how to integrate it into your life. Uh, one of the one of the things that I did, and you're going to hear it in a couple minutes. I'll, I'll there, we have a little promo at the end. We have a free uh, masterclass that you can go check out, and and I would really encourage 
you to go through that. And it's, it's ultimately a five-step process that you can walk through to modernize your job search and to think about how to use the right technology. It's why we do what we do. I love giving people resources and helping you out. So if, if any of this is connected with you in any way, uh, I would be honored to reach out, uh, have you reach out and connect with me and have a conversation with you and uh, see how I can help you in any way. But anyway, until next podcast, I hope you go out there and crush it. Have a blessed, inspirational day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening. As a token of my gratitude, I want to give you free access to my executive Job Search Secrets Masterclass that'll walk you through the five steps we use with every single one of our clients to help them find their ideal job in in the shortest time possible. If you look below, the link to the masterclass and your free access will be listed in the description of this podcast episode. I hope it makes a huge impact in your job search. Go out there and crush it. I'll see you on the next podcast. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.